The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. I'm Brent Wallace alongside 13-year NHL veteran defenseman Jason York and Yorkie. While the Sens are basking in the warm sun of the West Coast trip, it remains DJ Smith on the hot seat. Well, we're starting right there, aren't we? Happy Monday to you. Is it Black Monday, Wally? <laughs> wow, there hey, was a it's lot. Not, uh, of, there was there was a lot of venom going around social media. Out, if you're out for a drink on a Saturday night after that afternoon, I don't know what you want to call that. That that was that was not pretty for the Ottawa Senators on Saturday afternoon. But yeah, we'll see. This this is this is a huge this is a huge road trip. For the Ottawa Senators, for uh, Pierre Dorian, for DJ Smith, for everybody, you can you can point the finger at, at everybody. The easiest guy to point the finger at is the coach. He's the guy that has the record. He's the guy that hasn't had success statistically so far while he's been here. But just like analytics, Wally, there's also a lot of a lot of other underlying reasons, numbers why the Ottawa Senators kind of are where they are right now. There's a bunch of different reasons and. Yeah, he has DJ Smith made some mistakes. Absolutely, there's been a few mistakes, but every coach makes mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and defend DJ Smith. The record's not good enough, but at the same time, there is a lot of blame to go around if people want to start pointing fingers. And we'll get into that. I, I promise. In fact, I'm going to blame you for part of it for no other reason than just you used to play for the Saints. <laughs> uh, the Coming in Hot Show, as always, <laughs> brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. As we like to say, being held together by Renfrew Pro, the one with the green core. Uh, get into all the major retailers, including uh, Valiquette Source for Sports and uh, Pro Ocular, Canadian Tire Sport Check, all those places. It is the number one leader in tape, especially hockey tape, shin pad tape, all that stuff. And all the Stanley Cup winners in the last 20 years have used Renfrew Pro, the one with the green core. Uh, go to RenfrewPro.com. Okay, uh, Yorkie, a uh, couple of things I want to get to after that. Uh, game, as you mentioned, against New Jersey. Remember at the beginning of the year, by the way, or in the summer after Ottawa made the trades, there was a banter back and forth between Sens fans and Devils fans about which team was going to be better this year. Well, it appears that's not even <laughs> close. But after yeah. the game, uh, Brady Kachuk came out and said, it is my job to get everybody ready. Uh, and then there was a couple other things he said. Uh, he didn't like the negativity towards DJ Smith. Uh, yeah. My wife, who covers the Sens, tweeted out, uh, Brady Kachuk on the negativity towards DJ Smith. I see it all the time, and I'm sick of the negativity towards that. It's nobody to blame but ourselves, the players. It's not one person. It's the group in here that needs to figure it out. Okay, Yorkie, you're a player. Uh, yep. Is this on the players? Is this is Brady Kachuk just trying to take some of the heat away? I uh, for me, there's no point to this quote. It, it's it's just a pointless. I, I get why he's saying it to take the heat away from DJ Smith, but really, it's uh, like is he supposed to go up to everybody? And go okay, you're ready. You got to play today. You ready? I, you tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I just don't see the the need for this quote. So I'll tell you what goes on before an NHL game in an NHL locker room. Everybody's got a routine. And the captain's not sitting there in the dressing room going around to each guy. Are you ready? Are you ready to go? Let's go. Now, I'll tell you this. In playoff time, it's it's a little bit different. And, and there's a little bit more intensity in the dressing room. And and it's a different feeling. But 
regular season, and people will say, well, this should be playoffs because they're fighting for their lives right now. There's 20 guys dressed for a game. So it's not the captain's responsibility to go around and make sure each guy is professional. Each guy has, uh, he knows what he needs to do. Uh, and there's just so many things going on before a game. Wally, you've got three meetings. You've got a power play meeting. You've got a penalty kill meeting. You've got your team meeting. If it's a seven o'clock game, you're meeting at six with the coaches. And those meetings take up a majority of your time. And between that, you need to stretch. If you've got an injury, you need to see the trainer. There's so much crap going on. So for Brady to say, I get it. That's the way he was raised. You listen to this kid talk. He says all the right things. He's a natural leader. And what natural leaders do when, when shit hits the fan is they take it upon themselves. I, I, I like that he's doing it. Does the quote mean anything? No, but it's, it's to me, it's a good sign of a young leader. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's, sure. Let's say this. When, when I played, you just couldn't grab your phone and say, oh, my God. And all of a sudden, you just see all the crap. You had to wait and go read the paper the next day. <laughs> Like it's just, it's totally different now. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody that says they're not listening, maybe they don't read it. Maybe they don't hear it. Maybe they don't see it on Twitter. But, but I'll tell you this, their, their mom will tell them, their brother will tell them, their friend, and then it gets back to them. And people know, people feel it. And um, it's it's admirable that Brady Kachuk did this. But at the same time, it's it's not on the captain. Yes, the players have to play better. But I've said this from day one. This team, this team is in a fight right now with one hand tied behind their back. You ever been in a fight with one hand tied behind your back, Wally? You usually don't do very well. Well, I, but that's what I can't win with two hands. So yeah, one hand would be completely pointless. Well, that's and, and people are saying, well, I, I saw a couple of debates. Well, look at the Devils; they've got Ottawa has more talent than this. And I just sat down after the game and, and I looked at this roster that, that's been or, that's been constructed by the general manager. If you look at their defense right now, and I keep going back to it, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Moves should have been made in the summertime. Here's a reason when the Jersey Devils were doing better. They've taken their lumps over the last five years. You've got Nico Heischer, who has played over 300 games in the National Hockey League. And then their second best forward is Jesper Bratt. He's also played 300-plus games in the NHL. Why is 300 important? Because it takes a while to get used to the league and the situations. Timmy Stutzler, for example, he's your number one center on this team right now. And I'll go, here, here's Ottawa's makeup at center right now. If you look at that, 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 that lineup, you got Broussard, who was on the back nine of his career, You've got Stutzler right now with a grand total of 149 games. You've got Kostelik with 31 games played. When Pinto was in the lineup, and here's the thing about Pinto. Everyone was saying, he's a second-line center. He's a second-line center. He's a third-line center. He's played 34 games in the league. I know he's not on our list right now, but he has been a center iceman for Ottawa Senators for the majority of the season. And, and even Josh Norris. Josh Norris got off to a great start. He has 130 games played in the National Hockey League. So sure, these guys are talented. Yes, they're good players. But that's why you, That's why people say, well, it's a lack of structure. It's a lack of defensive. Yeah, there's some there's some things going on there. But it's a, to me, it's a lack of experience of not being in those situations at the NHL level. That's what it is. 
and 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 you just you, people don't show up to the NHL and magically become great players. It takes time. It takes rep. Just look at that 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 big goal Saturday afternoon, Wally, when Tim Stutzla bobbled the puck at the blue line. He gets back, and then he lets his man go, and, and his man scored. That's usually I'm not going to make an excuse for him, but everyone's saying he's lazy, he's not aware. He will get to the point in his career where he doesn't make those types of mistakes. Right now, he's being thrust into a role he's not ready for to be a number one center in the NHL. And I, I put a video on him the other day about some of the great things he does. And that's offensive instincts, like holding on the pucks, making plays, creating time and space. Defensive instincts are things he's never had to work on as a kid because I'll tell you this, when Stutzler was a kid, who do you think had the puck all the time? He did. So now he's all of a sudden in NHL and they're like, why is he not good defensively? Why is he losing his man? It takes time. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to say Timmy Stutzla is excused from some of his plays. He's a big boy. He makes lots of money. But that's why it's happening. It's happening because bad back end and very inexperienced down the middle right now. And the Josh Norris injury has really exposed the Ottawa Senators for what they are down the middle. Moves were made in the summer. Two moves. Really good moves, both to bring in wingers. Claude, I love the move. Debrinket, great player. But to me, that's not what this team needed in the offseason. And... I know why those moves were made. Yes, to try and make the team a better hockey team, but also, too, this team was for sale in the summer. And what's more sexy if, if you're trying to sell a team? Go signing a, a really good, dependable defensive defenseman or a 40-goal scorer. <laughs> what do you think is going to sell more tickets? What do you think is going to get for a sure. buzz in the in the city going? So I, I, I go back to it. I go back to the offseason, Wally. You, you made these moves. They were sexy moves. They were splashy moves. People got excited. And then you went and declared that we are now ready to compete for the playoffs. And when I look at this roster, down the middle, on the blue line, I remember talking to a couple of my buddies in the media. I said, this team's going to have a real tough time competing because at the key positions in the National Hockey League, they're inexperienced. And where they are experienced on the back end, those players are no longer the players they were. Like, if, if that's Travis Hamannick from the New York Islanders, hey, that's a guy that's going to play in your top top four. But Travis Hamannick, he's got hard miles on his body. He's he's had a great career, but he's just not the player he used to be. Uh, Holden, same thing, 35 years old, had a great career, real good veteran, but he's 35 years old right now, no longer the player he used to be. Nikita Zaitsev, your other veteran who's been waived, those were your, your your solid defensive defensemen to start the season. To me, you were setting yourself up for failure when you constructed this roster in the offseason. Well, and it's getting worse. Uh, and you know what? I don't like your negativity on a Monday. Um, it's getting worse. And that <laughs> well, you, is uh, JBD. You, you, yeah. <laughs> don't call him. Don't, don't stop Jake. calling him. It's Jake. It's Jake I, Bernard Docker. You don't you don't get a nickname until you play at least one year in the league. Nothing against Docker. I think he's, if a, it's, he's gonna be a real. If nice it's player. more than ten letters, you get you get you get. Is nicknames. that why you're doing it? Um, JPD. Nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm too lazy to say his full name. Is uh, he's out for a month with a high ankle sprain. And by the way, as you know very well, a high ankle sprain may be the worst injury there is oh, when it comes to trying to I recover, had it. right? Because you don't know. Yeah. So 
It's uh, nasty. So we it's say nasty. it's a month. It, it, it wouldn't but, shock me if it's longer, perhaps, depending on how bad it is. Here's here's the other thing. Jacob Bernard, Bernard Docker should not have been playing for the Ottawa Senators at this point in his career. He should have been down in Belleville, being the leader down there, playing 20-plus minutes a night, getting better. And you saw him in the game on Saturday. Again, it's it's a player that's thrust in a role that he's not really ready for. Uh, you, especially defenseman wall, there's very few guys that can jump into the league. We're seeing Sanderson right now. Mm. Uh, again, people say he had his worst game of the year. Well, what do you think? He's probably exhausted right now. <laughs> like he plays college hockey he, he, last he year. He looks fatigued. And all of a sudden, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing 25 minutes a night, and that's a lot to ask for a kid that's used to playing against college players and started the season off with a bad wrist, and, and now you're seeing some mistakes from fatigue. But it's, it's yeah. And everybody keeps blaming the coaches. And, yes, the coaches have made mistakes. But what else are they going to do? Who else are you going to put on the ice? You, you can only play I, on, on the players you were given and, and, and the plan that was made. Sure, there's injuries, but you always have to plan for injuries. So I hate to, I hate to – it is what it is. Like, we're not – it, it, there's no agenda here. We're not. We're not saying something that's not true. These are the facts. So uh, there's reports, rumors. Uh, Elliot Friedman, one of them, uh, talking about uh, Nikita Zaitsev trade for Tyler Myers in Vancouver, uh, but that Zaitsev nixed the deal. Uh, interesting uh, that Ottawa would look to be taking on more salary, if you will, or a, a bigger piece of cap. I know it doesn't really matter when you don't or aren't at the top of it, but I, that's an interesting choice. Like, I don't have an issue necessarily with Tyre Myers, but I'm going to point out, I haven't watched all his games. I do know he's played 20-some yeah. minutes a night. I do know he's second on their team in shorthanded minutes, that he's on the ice trying to be defensive. Is he the most physical guy? No, but he's six foot eight. He certainly brings a different element that they don't have on the blue line. Would I okay? Would you have made the deal? And by and just let me point out, Nikita Zaitsev is not playing on your National Hockey League team, so adding another body who can actually play makes a big difference to me. Well, Vancouver, correct me if I'm wrong here, Wally. They need to get is it Bo Horvat? They need to get signed. They need to clear some cap space. Yeah. So Myers, Myers is an NHL defenseman. He's. I think he yes. can help a lot of teams. He can skate. He's mobile. He's big. He can defend. And one other little thing, but one other little tidbit about Tyler Myers. He's got the longest neck in the National Hockey League. Do you ever see how long his neck is? Well, look, look at that thing. It it's substantial. Like a, yes, <laughs> that is a great looking neck. I'd say it's about twelve <laughs> inches long. <laughs> He'd be a great quarterback. See him in the pocket. Uh, but I. I it, well, Zaitsev didn't want to go, which which was Elliot tweeted out. Zaitsev nixed the trade, so uh, Elliot's usually on the money when he's uh, when he's when Elliot says something. It's usually true. I, I, if if you could somehow pull that move off, I'm with you. I like it. I think he comes in. He's a right shot defenseman. Gives you some stability back there. He can defend. He can defend. He can also make plays. That's too bad. Uh, th that move would have really helped Ottawa, especially going onto this uh, onto this road trip right now, where it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. For this group, uh, because the they got to stop the bleeding. It, it's to the point now where you lose a couple more in the in a, in a row, and I think it's an eight percent. I looked at the simulator on the weekend; they've got an eight percent chance of making the playoffs. You lose a couple more games, that well, eight all of a sudden goes down to about two. 
eight percent seems high to me. So I went and looked up uh, the last four years after seventeen games where Ottawa was placed and then where they finished the season. So currently, as of Monday morning, this Ottawa Senator sit thirtieth, thirty first overall in the league. Last year at this point, thirty second. The year before, thirtieth. The year before that, twenty ninth. They've never been higher than twenty ninth in the last four seasons after seventeen games. Shocking to find out that they've never finished higher than 26. Because <laughs> once you build yourself into that hole, it's tough to dig out of, right? All those teams ahead of you, they have... So Ottawa's 10 points or whatever it is out of a playoff spot. It's not that they're only 10 points out. Is there's eight teams ahead of them. So only one of those eight teams has to be used to be a bit, little bit better than Ottawa the rest of the season. That is a huge hill to climb. Well, the, and don't forget the three-point nights. As as the year goes on, there's three-point yep. games all the time. It's 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 going to be tough. And you could point to St. Louis. Well, St. Louis did it. It's going to be it's going to be extremely difficult. Like we're talking, this team needs to get on a ten-game winning streak. Hey, New Jersey's doing it right now. <laughs> so people, it's not impossible, but it's uh, the chances are very very slim. So. We talked about this before the show. Why does this keep happening to the Ottawa Senators? Why do they continue to have poor starts to seasons? I just think this team, I don't think the messaging was honest in the summer. It's Here's the thing. If you tell somebody and you say, hey, we're going to be better, that rebuild is over, and you start losing, people people aren't going to be happy. (laughs) People are not going to be happy. So that was the messaging. Then you look at Montreal, the messaging there was, we are in a total rebuild here. And I get it. I, I understand it. The team was, there wasn't a for sale sign up this summer, but the team was for sale this summer. And if you're trying to sell something, it's a lot more attractive to sell something where there's a buzz going on. And and to some extent, I thought you kind of had to do that because this city was at a it was at a crossroads where you had to get the fan base back. You had to get people talking about the Ottawa Senators again. And this summer was fantastic. I live here in the city. You live here. It was great. But then you go and you promise you're going to be better. I understand that too, but that's why people are angry. That's what's happening. I just think this team is still rebuilding. And people that really follow the team closely and look at the moves, you couldn't think otherwise. It, it takes time. And unfortunately years past here the way things were done it's tough to always blame the general manager because the general manager was given orders to do things in the past so this team was always in a in a little bit of disarray where guys were being traded moves were being made for financial reasons or for for, for whatever reasons so you're you were you were consistently shuffling the deck and not really doing a true rebuild and now all of a sudden you are and the team's for sale, so a lot of different reasons. But that's that's why people are angry, Wally. People people feel like they were misled in the summer, uh, and and that's why you see the venom. That's why you see the anger. And now now you see a coach, and they want it. They want a head. They want a head on a platter. And for me, yep. yes, there's a coach. There's some coaching things going on, but you, you got to be honest with the situation. The coach wasn't put in a great situation to succeed with the way the roster's built. So, but, and I don't know if I should defend Pierre Dorian at this point or not, because you don't have, as a GM, and I know you said Montreal is, we're going through a rebuild. And I do remember Ottawa 
five years ago, I think coming out and saying, we're going to start a five-year rebuild and we're going to compete and be competitive for a Stanley cup in five years. Well, we're at that threshold, unparalleled success, it was called, and we're nowhere near that. But it, I feel like you can't believe what the GM tells you from any GM, <laughs> for the most part, publicly, because their job is to sell hope and to put butts yeah. in the yeah. seats so they make money. For sure. So he has no choice but to say, I, I guess there's different ways to put it. When you say the rebuild is over, it's there's a finality to it, and I think that's what gets people upset because they trust that you know what you're doing enough. If you're going to declare that, then you've got to be able to back it up. And they haven't been able to do that. I think if they said, listen, and maybe this year was a little bit softer a stance where we hope to play meaningful games. We hope to be in it mm -hmm. a little bit closer to that would be a little bit more easier to stomach. But I think just all of it overall, we've done all this. We've made a good team. We're going to push for a playoff spot. I think they should be saying, listen, we hope to just be competitive on most nights, but they aren't, and there's a huge hole. They don't have the depth, and I, I think there needs to be some change, but I don't know with a sale in the air at the moment if they becomes change or they have to wait until that gets finalized before anything happens. Yeah, that's a great question, and and I've thought about that as well. And and for the record, I agree with you with, with the summer. If, if I'm the general manager too, and, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier, you, you got to sell some hope. The, 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 this team, the attendance, the level of interest, the sponsorships that were lost in the past due to ownership reasons, whatever you want to call it, that had to change. Yep. So that was a good thing. That was a good thing this summer. And maybe the messaging got mixed a little bit, like you said. But, um, yeah, could, could you – do you, do you have the ability, if, if you're Pierre Dorian or the board or whoever's running the team right now, to fire the coach with the team's current sale – well, I, I thought about that. And I said, do you, if you keep losing like this, is it going to take away the value of the team? I, I don't think so. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot more that goes with the sale. Like, yes, the, the team is a big part of the sale, but also, too, this is about LeBreton Flats. The Ottawa Senators play 41 yep. home dates at LeBreton Flats. Uh, when, that, when, when that new facility is built, the money is going to be made on the other events that are there for the – the, the uh, 200 and whatever plus dates there. And, and that's what it's going to be. And, and the real estate and, and all that stuff. People aren't just buying this team for the Ottawa centers. And also too, don't forget, there's a lot of debt on this team right now. Uh, you hear rumors, 250 million to 300 million. There's a lot of debt that was accumulated. So if you do want to make a move, <laughs> what's another couple million on top of, let's just call it sure. 300 million. So, in the grand scheme of things, is that a big deal? Not really, because this team has to start winning some hockey games. Uh, it, it it does help when you're trying to sell something, obviously, that's winning. And also, too, yeah. if you're Pierre Dorian, you don't want to keep losing. Uh, because when this team does get sold, you, you, you want to you wanna say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that, that helped turn this around. I'm the guy that orchestrated this. I'm the guy that's doing the right things, not... I'm the guy that's partly to blame for this disaster of a season we've had. So you want to get things turned around. And if you come to the point, you come to the point where you want to make a coaching change, I think you'll make it. Okay. But here's the other issue. If you are a, I'll call you a bona fide veteran NHL coach and you get approached by the yeah. Ottawa senators 
at this particular moment in time where the team is for sale and you don't know how this is going to play out, do you accept that deal? Or do you go, you know what? I think I'll wait to see how this all plays out and who's actually going to be my boss <laughs> in a year. Well, what is there? 32 teams in the league right now, Wally? 32? There's only uh, yeah. there's only thirty two of the, there's only thirty two of those jobs in the league, so when one of those jobs comes available, and you got to look at the situations, you, guys and coaches don't forget, coaches too have pretty big egos. They believe they can turn things around. They believe they can change things. They believe they can be the answer. And depending who you bring out as, as well, I think you would take a job like this. And all and and depending too, like let's say you're a Claude Julian, for example, you've been out for a while. You're a really good coach. You've got a Stanley Cup. You take on the Ottawa Senators, and you don't some, what, for whatever reason. It's it's not really going to change how you're perceived around the league. But if you come in and you turn things around, your resume gets that much better, and you I are know. proclaimed. Yeah. So there's, I I think guys would be interested for sure. That it's the National Hockey League. And there are some good there are some good pieces on this team. It's just they're inexperienced and and they're like I said earlier they've they've got some holes and uh, a lot of guys could probably think they could come in here and, and and get a shot at it because here's the one thing if 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 you can't do you can't the record can't get much worse so it can't get mm -hmm. so there's really only, there's really only one way to go if you come in and and, and take on this job if in fact that's what this organization decides to do. Yeah, I, I don't, I just don't know if you're the veteran, like a Barry Trotz or Claude Julien. I, I don't, that you... I don't, I don't, I don't see a guy like Barry Trotz taking this team. Just knowing. No, and, and I'm, Barry but I'm just Trotz. saying veteran guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But all oh. my point is, it's just veteran coaches compared to like, I'll say Troy Mann or someone who's younger that would be more eager to get a head coaching job for the first time. Because you don't know and who your boss forget, may be in a year. And don't forget, Troy Mann would be a lot cheaper to bring in it, versus a Claude Julian, very, a, a Barry Trotz. So if you're going to make that, I, I see your point Jack on Caffiano. that one. But yeah, do they come from within? Maybe. Um, yeah. I th didn't you have a board or something? We, had, we were going to talk about all the uh, all the different... Well, uh, I... I Here's so I feel guilty discussing this because I like Hi, DJ Smith. It's some, it's, and it's I, someone's livelihood it, we're talking about here, Wally. Like it, it's exactly. It's, uh, and so going it. through that, I don't want anybody to lose their job. I because I really like him, but I do understand everybody in the NHL usually gets replaced this way. Yeah, nobody gets to stay in that That's job without, and they understand that they take the job knowing they're likely to get the words fired, but replaced is basically what happens. And I'll, I'll you, I like DJ, so. Nah. So do I. So do I. But and, I just—it's not—it's just not working. Yeah, it's well. They're not winning. They're not winning. And the longer this goes, this is why coaching professional sports team. You, you see, uh, this is why the divorce rate is so high with coaches. Why you see guys that have the, with the red faces, the stress level. The worst yeah. thing about being a coach is once the puck drops, you have very little control of what goes on in a hockey game. Yeah, you can make some adjustments. You can match some lines. But at the end of the day, it's the players that win and lose the games for you. And, and that's why these guys are so stressed. And I'll tell you, not just DJ, but every single coach in the NHL, the, the hours these guys put in. And I get, hey, listen, I'm not defending guys because they are losing. I'm just telling you the facts. 
they put in long days. They put the work in. This team isn't losing from a lack of preparation, a lack of effort. It's a variety of different reasons, which I rhymed off earlier. And, uh, yeah, hey, we're, t- we're talking about someone's livelihood. Uh, anytime you do that, uh, I know I've been traded. I've been put on waivers. I've been traded for a buck. <laughs> I've never been fired as a coach, but I'm sure that feeling sucks just as bad. So, But it is what it is. It's, it's pro sports. You're being paid a lot of money. It's a results-driven uh, business. They know that. You know what you signed up for. So we'll see what happens. To me, I keep talking about the 20-game mark. We'll, we'll see uh, – how Ottawa does on this on this road trip? Because I would have to think if if, if they play very poorly on this trip, uh, very poorly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens. Well, and tonight uh, they are in San Jose for game number eighteen against their old uh, teammate Eric Carlson, who sits tied for third in the NHL in points, uh, twenty eight, I think, on the year. Uh, his numbers are phenomenal. I think he's. He has got uh, more goals this year than he's had in the last six years uh, already this season. Uh, He looks rejuvenated. I said it in the summer. He looks good. There was reports. Well, it is confirmed, I guess, they're entertaining offers to move him with still four years and $11.5 per year left on his deal in a cap hit, I should say, Um, because I think there's some signing bonus money around that. Uh, he gets $38.5 million over the next four years in actual salary and signing bonuses. Uh, that Ottawa should go back and get him. And I think we've discussed this in the past. It just doesn't make sense to me. It, I, it just doesn't financially or where they're at in their rebuild, non-rebuild, rebuild over status that he would be the fit for them. I, is after 18 games enough for you to go, yeah, because two years ago, people were like, ah, good thing they got rid of him when they did because he can't play anymore. <laughs> And now it's like, oh, my God, we need him back. Well, I'm not sure that they do under the current situation. So, number one, would Eric Carlson help the Ottawa Senators win a few more games? I think the easy answer, the obvious, yes, he would. He, sure. he would help them win. Sure. For sure he would because he's a really good defenseman. He would help your power play. But when you really look at what the Senators need right now, I, I, I think they just they need a de- dependable defenseman that's going to come in and help. They need another Zub. If you want to, if you if you really want to be frank, or what they they need another guy that plays like Zub. And what is Zub? Zub is just a very good quality NHL defenseman that doesn't make a lot of mistakes, makes simple passes, and plays with poise. Playing with poise doesn't happen automatically. It takes a little bit of time. So, sure, I I would we talked about it. I would love to see Carlson come back. Carlson to me is electric. Uh, he's his, his wife's from here. He's got roots here. He's, he is a guy that's one of the best Ottawa centers of all time. It would be awesome, but it's not the right fit for where this team, this team right now is not challenging to win the Stanley Cup. They're not, <laughs> thanks tips for that one. <laughs> but uh, so for Carlson too, hot take. he has a no, he, yeah, there's a hot take for you. He's got a no trade clause. He's got a no movement clause. I believe he's got one of those, doesn't he? I would have to think he does. I haven't looked. Yeah, I think but, it's full. Yeah, I think it's a full. If Carlson, if he, yeah, he has to wave it. So, San Jose is a really nice place to live. I, I know where Carlson lives. It's fantastic. He's having a great year. He's putting up points. Do you think he would want to come back to the Ottawa Senators with what's going on right now? I, I don't think they're going to move. I, I he's going to want to go somewhere where he got a chance to win. If you look at Carlson's career. Got a couple Norrises. He had that great playoff. He's a really competitive guy. If, if there's a thing missing off his resume, it's a Stanley Cup. 
He's not getting any younger. So if he's going to uproot and move, he's going to want to go to a contender. And I think this plays out over time. And he should. And he should go. Like, like it's a nostalgic thing we're talking about, Carlson coming back from the Senators. Um, no, it's, it's, it's not the right fit for the Senators, and it's not the right fit for Eric right. Carlson. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it if I was Eric. I, why would you do it? You're 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 on a well, team right that's now. That's why where, it just doesn't make sense. You, it doesn't make sense on on all on all fronts. Yeah, uh, and it's not 2012. So, uh, but they do need they need a a young Dion Phaneuf is what they need, right? They need a guy that's stable, as you said, who plays that side really well and can punch you in the mouth if you're in the crease. And they don't have any of those guys. No, they. Well, the punching in the mouth thing is a little. You, you love the physical demon, don't you? You punch again in the mouth. Listen, you're going, I'm you're not. Going, you're going to big. No, you're not. I and I see it all the time, and that's the point. There is a lot of physical play around the net. Ottawa's got nobody that puts the fear into you, so you can just hang out there because no one's going to push you down. No one's going to make life uncomfortable. So you score goals, just like in New Jersey. Uh, they let him go to the net, and he's alone in front for the goal. And I and I apologize, who I can't him, think who, of who, who, it is who, off the top. Who, of uh, who, would you want to know who let him go to the net? Jacob is Bernard it Jake Dockers. or JBD? Yeah, it's Jacob Bernard. Dockers. So, uh, but that's my point. That happen, They're not physical enough. They will. So Jacob Bernard Docker will be that. He'll be that that hammer, that defensive defenseman, the guy that does exactly what you want. Uh, you just described him, but that's going to be Jacob Bernard Docker after he gets a little more seasoning, a few more games, some more, more experience. He's going to be a really good player, and he's going to be that steady Eddie. Yes. And that's why he's just not there yet. And, and, and again, expectations to where this team is really at. Like, like did when you started the season, was Zaitsev going to be that guy? Obviously not. That didn't work out. So it's it, – it, again – you look at what other teams did in the summer. Why are the New Jersey Devils where they're at right now? Number one, they've taken their lumps for the last five years, and two of their best forwards, uh, Brat and Heischer, are now older, more experienced, wiser, and they play a 200-foot game. The Senators keep getting scored on because there's a lot of puck watching from players that are shocked that they haven't picked up their man because they're just not used to being in those situations. It's just... it's. We can go around and around in circles here, but I know th- it goes back to the same thing. It it goes back to the same thing, and and again, I'll say it: uh, the New Jersey Devils solidified their blue line. They picked up a kid named John Marino in the summer. He was uh, he's 25 years old right now. He's a right shot defenseman. He played 20 minutes the other night. But when you make moves like that in the summer, they're not sexy. Uh, trading for Marino in the summer is not going to sell tickets. It's not going to create a buzz. It's, nope. it's not going to help you sell this hockey team. It's it, but help you do. It's going to help you win hockey games because those guys are the guys that get the puck up to a guy like a Giroux, uh, a guy like Debrinket. That's the thing. I always go back to Debrinket. You can have the best forwards in the league, the most dynamic forwards, guys that score forty, guys that uh, are. But but if you don't have defensemen that could make passes, play under pressure, play with poise, I don't care how good your forwards are, you're going to struggle. And then you get one of your uh, 
good forwards injured and, you, and your best defenseman injured and your best def- defending defenseman and Zub injured, uh, it's it just you, you end up digging a hole that's really hard to get out of. Uh, by the way, uh, the uh, Coming In Hot Show brought to you, as always, by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, Inc. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. Uh, they're looking to hire. Uh, Bonisher Excavating also helping with your competitive prices on uh, all your landscape needs. And uh, if you need some aggregate or whatnot, 613-432-1120. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, Yorkie, before we go, they're in San Jose, if we talked about. Eric Carlson, five games against his former team, has never scored a goal against the Ottawa Senators where he currently now has 11 on this season. My question to you, Yorkie is does Eric Carlson score and do the Ottawa Senators win a game in San Jose tonight? Wow. I've got a betting line on this right now. What's the line? No, but it would be interesting. I am going to guess that San Jose is the favorite by far. (laughs) I'm just basically taking a stab in the dark. I say Carlson will get a power play goal. And I think the sunshine, being on the road, getting away from the negativity will help the Ottawa Senators. And I believe they will win this hockey game. And Carlson will get a power play goal. So all Senators nostalgia fans will be happy. Wow. Okay. I Listen, I'm yeah, down for that. I, just, I still think it's a San Jose victory. Uh, yeah. You think there's I, more pain coming? Yeah. Well, it, yes. <laughs> You think it's going yes. to be another uh, another pink belly for the Ottawa Senators? I, I, we'll get to that tomorrow. Listen, I need some stuff for tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're getting to this tomorrow. Join us live at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, we will discuss uh, older brothers and what they are up capable of doing to younger brothers. Uh, oh, my God. That's T- our torture. show for today. <laughs> Uh, We will see you on Tuesday, 3 p.m. live. Thanks for watching. Coming in hot.